All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Chaldean Priest Show. I'm your host, as usual, Father Daniel, here with another episode talking about the ancient and apostolic liturgy, the Chaldean liturgy. All right, why don't we get started? So, I'm very sorry that I didn't have an episode last week. Things were just absolutely crazy. You know, last week was probably one of the busiest weeks of my entire priesthood. I'm telling you, I really tried to make it work, but it just didn't happen. So I hope this episode makes up for the last one that I missed. Um, But in any case, this is probably more on the serious side of some of the topics that I have. And um, it has to do... So the main thing I want to talk about today is how to mourn properly and sort of how to deal with sadness. Because sadness, from what I've noticed, has been an epidemic throughout the world. And it seems like there's a lot of people that are losing hope when they are sad. And some, and look, there is a right and wrong way to be sad, you know, and that's something that I kind of want to go through um, in this podcast today, because sadness could really, it could be exhausting, right? You know, when you're sad and, you know, something happens, maybe uh, not much happened, but you're dealing with trauma or whatever it is, it can um, it could be a burden, right? It could be burdensome. And I want to sort of unpack this topic and see how we're able to overcome it and go through different tactics. And I'll tell you that throughout my priesthood, so one thing that really hits me to the core as a priest is when I get penitents come into the confessional and um, at some point during the confession just uh, bawl their eyes out because of their sins. And the reason why that shakes me to the core is um, confe- hearing confessions could uh, be very repetitive sometimes, you know. And I've heard hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of confessions. And um, when that happens, it still hits me to my core because I sort of see it in a scriptural way where um, we read that Peter was weeping because of his sins. And um, that's something really real. You know, you're at the mercy of Christ, you're at his feet, and there you are just bawling because um, of whatever reason, but most likely because you know that these sins offended God. So what I'm going to read for you guys today is another Basilica hymn uh, from the Chaldean liturgy. And it sort of goes down this alley. So it says this, May there not be grief upon grief for me. Lord, to you do I cry, O true doctor. Heal the wounds of my sins, for they crush me. If your grace does not stand before me, I would be destroyed from eternity in so many evils. Cleanse my faults through mournful tears, and forgive my defilements in the mercies of your grace. O Christ, who has pity on all, pity me and have mercy on me, and turn me toward yourself in your compassion, O Lord who loves his servants, have mercy on me. Very deep and poetic from this unknown author of this Chaldean Basilica hymn. So this is sort of a common theme with the Basilica hymn. That's why I have this theory that it's not many people that wrote these Basilica hymns, 
um, in the early centuries of the Chaldean liturgy, it seems like there was a group that sort of had the, had the same style of writing. Um, and you've probably noticed that throughout all of the Basilica hymns that I've uh, read to you guys. But so in the beginning, he's mentioning that we're crying to the true doctor. To you do I cry, okay? Heal the wounds of my sins for they crush me. So he begins this idea of um, crying out to the true doctor. Remember, there's this uh, theme of Christ being the doctor and him being able to heal our wounds because they crush me. I think it's, this may be awkward to think about, but sometimes it seems far-fetched to think that sins make us sad. And the reason why I say that is because sin, I mean, because we're fallen and because we have a sinful nature, sin can bring pleasure and bring uh, temporal happiness, right? So at what point in someone's life will sin crush them? Because there's always a moment, a point in someone's life where uh, they realize that the sins they're committing are crushing them, whereas some people are still blind to it. You know, I'm sure we all know or have some people in our lives who are completely oblivious to the damage that sin does. But if sin is making us sad, good. (laughs) It should be doing that. So if you're sad because you've committed this sin or there's this habitual sin that you constantly fall into, then it's a good thing that you're feeling sadness towards it. Now, what to do with that sadness? So now we're talking about the sadness that comes from sin. So he goes on to say, if it wasn't for your grace, I would be destroyed from eternity and so many evils. Okay, so he's showing that he's relying on the grace of God to be able to Uh, withstand sins and be able to persevere. Okay, God's grace is what we receive um, after we go to confession and uh, we leave the confessional. God equips us with the exact amount of graces to go throughout our lives so that we can overcome these temptations. Okay, fine, everything is good. Then cleanse my faults through mournful tears and forgive my defilements in the mercies of your grace. And then he says, Turn, turn me toward yourself in your compassion. In the midst of any darkness we might be going through, any hardships, any mournful times, uh, our anxiety levels are skyrocketing with whatever we're dealing with. What the author of this Basilica hymn wants us to understand is that Christ knows what we're going through, and he's the one that brings us back to him. And that's why it's so important, and the Chaldean liturgy really emphasizes this, that finding Mary for her to intercess for us in order to go back to Christ is everything, because he knows what we're going through more than we even know, more than we could ever fathom. And I know sometimes going through hardships, it's tough to explain it to a person, you know, because it's therapeutic to talk Uh, to someone about your problems. And sometimes if it's so sensitive, you could only say so much. And sometimes that person sitting right across from you, um, 
they're limited on how much they could understand what you're actually going through because these are emotional things that are happening and only we know what our emotions are and what we're exactly feeling at that time. But the best case is to go to the source who knows exactly what we're going through. And Christ is able to provide us with the comfort that we need. He gives us the consolation that we're yearning for. And it's through him where we're able to be healed by anything that's uh, caused damage to our hearts, sort of that breaks our hearts. He takes that band-aid and puts it on our broken hearts with whatever we might be going through. And this is important because there can be other outlets to go to um, that aren't Christ, but those um, are the ones we need to try to avoid. Christ gives us himself. He offers us. He's waiting for us. So he seeks us. He knows where we are, but we need to go against any emotion, uh, any emotional feeling that would cause us to sort of Put a, put a wall between us and Christ and uh, not be able to approach him with these problems. He wants us to give him our problems. That's what Christ wants. But the first step is understanding that he's waiting there. He wants our problems and we need to move forward with showing him our wounds so he could heal them. And the way we show him our wounds is um, through the sacraments is through prayer, through this intimate relationship we have with Christ. So that is my episode for this topic. And without further ado, why don't we get to the lines then? So a big question is at hand, and that is, do animals go to heaven? Do they get to go to heaven? I'm sorry to break it to anyone who's listening who has a pet or who loves animals very dearly. Um, Animals and human beings have different kinds of souls. Animals have sensitive souls, whereas human beings have rational souls. And because of this, those who have rational souls are able to enter heaven and participate in the glory of God for all of eternity. Whereas sensitive souls... They do not have the same souls as human beings, and therefore, they will not be able to go to heaven. Um, again, I'm sorry to break to any, any of you, but uh, eternity in hell or heaven is strictly for those who have rational souls because they're able to uh, decipher between the good and the bad. And animals... Um, exist to exemplify God's beautiful creation in this world, Um, and they serve a purpose. They serve many purposes. You know, people find a lot of comfort from pets. Uh, Kids find a lot of fun from pets. Um, But I think they're they're useful. They're created to be useful in this world, but uh, nothing after that. So that's my harsh opinion on on this topic. Uh, I hope it makes sense. Um, if any of you have follow-up questions, you know, as usual, to let me know, and I'd be more than happy to have a discussion with you all. Uh, but until then, as always, please make sure to rate this podcast, leave a review if you would like. But until then, as always, see you next time.